0: Hello, friends at the table. Um, this is Father Ben, and I'm here, here. virtually I'm here. with Father Matt.
1: I'm here too. Yes,
0: uh, and uh, as we, as you know, we've been trying these little audio uh, snippets uh, to give to you, um, uh, just hopefully uh, that's little words of encouragement, um, words of hope, ways to connect, um, ways for us to uh, kind of continue to hear one another's yeah. voices and um, be present to each other during this time, uh, where we're all trying to figure out what's going on. And, um, but, uh, one of the things that seems clear is we're not able to gather in the ways that we normally gather. And so in lieu of that, um, we want to try to practice as much as possible. Um, Matt mentioned this, uh, in one of our podcast episodes, I think, uh, and also heard it online somewhere where, People said, uh, social distancing is maybe a little bit of a misnomer, but what we want to practice is physical distancing, but social solidarity. Um, mm-hmm. we remain, remain connected as best we can through the yeah. technology and the tools that we have. So hopefully this is yeah. one of those uh, venues and, uh, you'll find it encouraging. <clears throat> um, and so just a, a quick pastoral update, Matt and I've been thinking about this, um, for a little bit, this came up in uh, my DNA group, uh, this past Sunday morning, uh, where someone said, we were talking about the second axiom that God is just like Jesus. And someone said, you know, I, I find myself as I'm trying to offer words of hope to people, uh, words of comfort to my children, you know, that kind of thing. I find myself reaching for the phrase, God is in control. Mm-hmm. But because because of what um, this person has kind of been through at our church and the the, the discipleship that we've been through, Um, There is a sense in which this phrase is a little bit problematic, even though it's sort of the go to in a lot of Christian circles. It's the go to phrase to Mm -hmm. try to tell people, hey, everything's going to be okay. Um, You know, uh, the, the, like, God is sovereign, right? That there's some sense in which, uh, God is more powerful than this virus is kind of what we're trying to say, and so we end up yes. saying like God is in control to people. And again, I, I'm sure our, everybody's um, motives are really are really good in this, but uh-huh. I think it ends up becoming a, a more problematic phrase um, than it actually d- then you know then brings hope. And we were just recording something for the Gravity Leadership Community uh, about this as well, and somebody put in the comments that that act, that phrase doesn't even feel comforting to them anymore. Yes. Um, that, um, that the implications of that phrase means that God is meticulously controlling everything. And so, you know, why would I trust, you know, if God is meticulously controlling everything, then, you know, then he brought this virus on purpose for some sort of reason. And so I'm supposed to trust him to, to like rescue me from it. I don't know. Uh, it just ends up becoming, it, it, it poses, I think more, more questions than it, um, then it yes. solves. But then I think uh, the reason that people reach for it is because the only other alternative feels like just all you can do is shrug at people and tell them to buy some more ammo, you know, like just, well, I don't <laughs> know, protect yourself. Cause you know, the worst, the worst could, you know, you can't rely on God. So, you know, so it feels like if those are our only two options, well, Hey, I guess God is in control. I guess I'll say that, but we wanted to like, as, as your pastors, offer you a different way of talking to each other and talking Mm. specifically to those. Maybe you've got children who are afraid or people in your life who are, who are afraid and who need a word of comfort and hope. And so we wanted to offer an alternative to God is in control uh, or just shrugging and telling people to fend for themselves. Mm. Um, So anyway, um, Matt, maybe you want to offer that to people. I'll turn it it over to you for a second here.
1: Yeah. I just am reflecting on, I'm reflecting on when, when the apostle Paul recounts all the things that are happening to him, um, hmm. when he recounts all of the, the bad stuff that's going on with him, what he turns to isn't like God's certain deterministic will, what hmm. he turns to is God's love hmm. in Jesus Christ. You yeah. know, I'm thinking particularly Romans 11, um, what shall we say then, right? Um, yeah. and, he, and he talks about Roman, how we're more than that's conquerors. Romans eight, right? Or, or Romans eight. He talks about how we're more than conquerors. Uh, that nothing can separate us from the love of God right. revealed in Jesus. And I it strikes me that like um we rarely say to each other, um, take heart, God is love. Hmm. We will say, take heart, God's in control, God's got this. Let go and let God. If God rush to it, God will bring you through it. You know, we have, we have these God is good all Those time, are very time, ready God on the top of, of, top of, of, of your mind. You though. I mean, like yeah. we got, we have, um, uh, he gives and takes away. Like we got all these little, uh, pithy syllogisms. Yeah. But what we don't have is a robust imagination for and confidence in how God's love is the thing that Paul roots his hope in, in the midst of tragedy. Mm-hmm. You have the text there, Ben. You want to read it over? I us? do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just gonna maybe we'll do that right at the end. Is there anything else you want to say oh. about it?
1: Well, and I just want to say that um, I think that at the center of all reality is a relation, is a is a God in relationship. Yeah. The, the, the Trinity, the Trinity yeah. is the center of our reality, mm-hmm. and so and so the hope we base our. Uh, very specific little tragedies in whether it's a spouse who leaves us or a child who walks away from the faith or who gets abused or injured whether it's a death of a loved one or a disease or famine or pandemic um, if here's the litmus test for me if I can't say if I can't say it over over someone's if I can't say it over a casket, Mm -hmm. I can't say it anywhere. Yeah. And um, I think I can affirm God's love and the inexplicable mystery of how the freedom He gives us and the agency He gives us and the purview and permission for temporary evil that we see. Yeah. Uh, Meeting His superintending, undergirding, over, uh, watching love. Mm-hmm. I think I can proclaim that at a casket more than I can proclaim. Well, you see, you see your dead spouse there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, ultimately God did that.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And cause he needed um, another angel or something.
1: I know yeah. you're sad now, but once you get over your sadness, you'll be able to glorify God for your spouse's death.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that feels like, yeah. that
1: feels like pastoral malpractice to me.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's good. And I, I think, you know, we're not necessarily equating that with saying God is in control, but, um, in this, we're just saying like, Hey, God is in control might be a little bit more problematic than we realize. And so I I would say if you're encountering somebody in the church who is afraid and, uh, who's having difficulty with the situation, first of all, just receive that and see it, bear witness to it. Right. Sometimes we say God is in control in an effort to sort of, uh, Uh, get rid of the anxiety in the room because I don't want to feel it. Right. Yeah. So, so so just receive it first of all and say, yeah, I can see that you're afraid. I'm afraid too. I understand this. I know, I know what that's like. Um,
1: Yeah. Love, love sees, mm -hmm. love affirms, love validates, love connects, love indwells. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love attaches.
0: Yes. So you embody that, I think, first of all, and then when it's time to speak, instead of saying God is in control, try something like, in the midst of this, which is bad, it is a bad thing. It's a virus that kills human life, you know, that that makes us sick. Um, Jesus never affirmed sickness or death. He confronted both of these things. Um, He healed sickness. And so it's a bad thing. And so, but in the midst of it, we can trust that God is love. And yes. so ultimately all will be well as is that St. Teresa of Avila yes. all will be well and all manner of things shall be well. Um, not because God's controlling everything, but because God is love and he calls us into that love. Yes. So let me, let me just read, uh, this, this last part of Romans eight over us, uh, as a church, uh, as we close here, <laughs> who will bring any charge against God's elect people. It is God who acquits them. Who will? Who is going to convict them? It is Jesus Christ who died, even more who was raised, and who is also at the Father's right hand, right side. It is Christ Jesus who also pleads his case, pleads our case for us. Who will separate us from Christ's love? Will we be separated by trouble or distress or harassment or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, we are being put to death all day long for your sake. We are being treated as sheep for the slaughter. But in all these things, we win a sweeping victory through the one who loved us. I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord, not death nor life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth or any other thing that is created. Amen.